Hey there, this is Matt. I am the host of the show. And just a quick warning, this week's episode contains some adult language. And by some, I mean quite a bit. So if you're listening with little kids in the car or you're listening at work, uh, maybe not this time. It's probably not appropriate. Um, but anyway, I hope you enjoy it nonetheless. And uh, yeah, that's it. Let's do this. You're listening to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. If you want to have guarantees, you have to buy a washing machine. We don't lose a match, either we win or we learn. And today we learned. It's infield to Mane, 25 yards out. Lovely ball for Pella. Onside, 1-0! Blue Mouse shot! Oh my word! It's unbelievable. He ran around the pitch like Bambi on ice. It would be very, very embarrassing to watch. And now, your host, Matt Markstone. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast and newsletter dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans, available right here on SouthamptonDelivery.com. My name is Matt Markson. I am the host of the show, and no matter where you are, no matter how you may be listening, whether this is your first time or you've been here before, thanks for making the show part of your day. I hope that you enjoy it. And actually, generally, I record this in the same setting that I record all my interviews. It all works perfectly. And tonight, I am recording in a pillow fort, and I am a 33-year-old man was built a pillow fort in my bedroom because my kids have friends over and they are loud. So hopefully this goes all right. But this week uh, we have the opportunity, or I had the opportunity to talk with Glenn DeLacour. And if you don't know who he is, he's the man who's behind the League One Minus 10 blog. And it, it's a pleasure to have Glenn back on the show. He was back on, or he was on originally way back on episode 16. He's been on once since then. But it's it's a pleasure to be able to talk to him. And, and he's been now writing the blog for 10 years. And that was really uh, what prompted this discussion is that's a long time. That 10 years, there's a lot that's gone on in Saints at 10 years. I think we've all changed uh, 10 years on. I was uh, th- this year will be my 10th wedding anniversary. I, th- there's a lot that has changed in my life in the past 10 years. And so uh, just to talk to Glenn about all of those things, everything that's happened between uh, the start of the blog and what prompted that all the way up till now. Uh, to talk about some of the posts that he's made, some of the events that he's witnessed, um, all of those things. Uh, it was really a pleasure to be able to do that. And uh, it's an honor to be able to bring that to you here on the show. So uh, if you're not familiar with Glenn, you can get in touch with him on Twitter at L1, just the number one. So L, the number one, M-I-N-U-S, and then the number 10, that's on Twitter. It's also league1-10.blogspot.com or .co.uk if you're in the UK. Um League is spelled out, one is spelled out, minus is spelled out, and then it's just the number 10. So uh, if that's all a little bit confusing, that's okay. You can just click the links in the show notes. Uh, it will take you to where you need to be. Uh, if you're not reading that blog, uh, you're in for a, uh, a a pleasure, I think. So um, on this episode with Glenn, we'll talk about his 10 years uh, of writing, uh, his generous kind of commitment and, and time and, and energy and effort to uh, providing us with an honest and colorful uh, analysis of Saints matches uh, over that time. We'll talk about writing, starting the blog, um, talk a little bit about some Saints news. We'll take some questions from some of you listeners. Um, and uh, we will go over his League One 
minus 10, best 11. Uh, I asked him to put that together prior to us getting started. Uh, then I forgot to ask him to tell me. And so uh, we ended the show, actually, and then we had to come back and do it again. So, Glenn, once again, uh, thank you. Uh, we had to delay the England, the start of the England-Cameroon kickoff, or we had to delay getting to it uh, individually because uh, I messed up. So I appreciate that very much. Uh, luckily, uh, that game just was a normal game. Nothing, nothing interesting happened. Uh, it just went off. England go through. Nothing to talk about there, I'm sure. Um, what we don't talk about is there's no discussion of the, the Telegraph's uh, article that came out or the restructuring of the board that Saints have. Uh, that all came out after we talked. So uh, none of that, but we'll get to that on Friday's newsletter. If you haven't subscribed to the newsletter yet, you can do that. Just head over to SouthamptonDelivery.com, click on newsletter and uh, sign up and you will get that in your inbox uh, on Friday morning. So enough of this. Let's get to the interview with Glenn DeLacour. Uh, once again, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. I'd like to welcome back to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, Glenn DeLacour. He's the author of the League One Minus 10 blog. And Glenn, welcome back to the show and congratulations on uh, 10 years of uh, writing about Saints through, uh, I guess, all the ups and downs. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, it's nice, to be, it's nice to be on again. Um, yeah, 10 years. That's, uh, it's, it's quite mad how that's, uh, how that's crept around. Um, no, I never thought it would last 10 years. Um, no, I never thought anyone would read it. Um, and yeah, 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 here we are. It's, uh, it's not actually 10 years to the day, but it's 10 complete seasons. So, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, all good this end. And, um, I guess I'll carry on next year. Yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, people can read, you, you kind of did it like a 10 year thing where you put up, I think 20, 20 posts that you, uh, either enjoyed or, you know, just look back on fondly and, you know, my wife was trying to get me to do something similar for like the, the one or two year anniversary. And I just look back and go like, do I really want to go back and listen to all of these shows and figure and I was going to do that. Did you have to go back and read through your blog or did you have kind of things in mind that you, that stood out to you beforehand? No, I very, I very much had things in mind. I mean, there, there were some significant things like, you know, the very first one, um, which was kind of an introduction and the very first match. There's significant things like the Johnston Pace final times we got promoted. Um, and you've got things like statistics on, you know, what your most popular post was and all that sort of stuff. So, so that all kind of fed into it. And there were some significant matches that, you know, that, that were significant in my mind, but not necessarily ones that would spring to other people's minds. Um, and I didn't, I didn't worry about being too, uh, too exhaustive about the list. So, you know, there may well, there may well be something I've completely forgotten. It was it was almost like the first sort of twenty that came to mind, rather than um, making sure I got every single uh, memorable event covered in that list. So there will there will be others out there, and it's uh, yeah. I mean, funnily enough, I found one um, that was significant from a personal point of view. Uh, the first game my son went to, um, and I've, I've just been reading that one, and it's it's quite interesting to be able to sort of like dip in and uh, read things like that from. Uh, nine, 10 years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. I think the last time we talked and it's, it's been a little while, but the last time we talked, I think you were going to Chelsea away midweek, uh, a couple of seasons ago, oh, yeah. was the next match. And I remember us <laughs> kind of discussing that and yet you were pulling them out of school a little early, uh, to get up there. And then we, and then we lost. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was a standard away trip to, uh, to Chelsea for us. Yeah. 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 We went out there and lost. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was quite an interesting game because, 
Um, I can't remember how old he was at that time, probably about 13, 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. And because it was an evening game, uh, there weren't any kids his age there, or didn't seem to be any. It was all very sort of like hardcore blokes my age. So some of the some of the language and uh, humour that was going around that day was uh, was quite entertaining for him, especially when John Terry warmed up in front of us. Oh yeah, there was, there was <laughs> yeah, there was. Uh, but that was, uh, was a good day, and uh, he was a bit knackered for school the next day. But uh, no, that was a good one. Yeah, we we were able to go to. Uh the world series game this past, this past, uh, uh, October. And my, my brother's a big Red Sox fan. My dad and my son are both Dodger fans. And, uh, my brother was pretty, by the time we got there, he drove a different car and he had been drinking all day. And so, um, they were trying to get my dad and I to move cause my dad has like oxygen is in a wheelchair. And so they were trying to get us to move down to the, to that, to that section. And they said, there's only two seats though. And I said, well, like I just, I just pointed to the steward and said like, we'll see that little kid down there. She said, yeah, I go, I can't leave him. And I just pointed at my brother with him. Um, that's not going to happen. She goes, Oh no, you're right. That you can't do that. Cause that's, he's, a, my brother's a nightmare. So, um, my brother spent, <laughs> uh, by the end of it, my brother was just yelling Yankees suck. And my son joined in and I was like, well, this is, this is about how the day goes, but it's all right. Um, so yeah, I know, know all about that stuff, but, um, I, I know that for the most part you, and, and I, we want to talk today about, about the blog and, and I know that you put together or I asked you to put together is if you would be interested in kind of a best 11 over the time that you've been writing the blog. So we'll get to that stuff. Yeah. And I have questions about the blog and just that, and then we'll get on to, you know, whatever's happening in the, in the realm of, of news, which to be honest, it, 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 not much, it doesn't seem like a lot's happening, but anyway. Um, but I know that for the most part you go to a lot of home matches and I think last Correct. time we talked, it was, it was, you know, your son goes quite often. I think your dad as well. I could be, it could be wrong there, but anything, like what, what's the normal kind of match day routine for for you and 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 everybody everyone else involved? Um, yeah, it's still the three of us going. Uh, my dad's now seventy four. Um, he's been going since the nineteen fifties. So, um, lot lot of experience there. Um, I'm not sure he can remember many of the games back in the nineteen fifties, but uh, he's been going for a number of years. Um, so he usually drives around my house, and then I I drive us in. So it's the three of us going. And we usually park in a place called Wollstone, uh, walk across the Itching Bridge, um, which became famous for a, a song about Rupert Lowe swinging from it uh, about, about 12 years ago. It's famous for other things, but uh, amongst those fans, it's uh, Rupert Lowe swinging from the Itching Bridge. Um, I'm an old school football fan in that I want to get there caught an hour before the game, um, watch the game watch the players in the same shirts, give 100% for 90 minutes, clap the players off, and then go home. I'm not really interested in anything else. So uh, so that's what we do. But the, uh, the thing that might change a little bit for next season um, is, uh, like you say, my dad's getting on a bit now. So he's, uh, he's moaning about having to walk across the, uh, the itching bridge. So we, uh, we could well be changing our, changing our routine a little bit and uh, paying for a car parking space, which is uh, not something... I want to do, but as the old man will pay for it, I'm not. I'm not too bothered. What? What? What is that? I mean, do Saints charge you an arm and a leg to to, to park near the near the stadium? Uh, to be, yes, they do. And there are there are four or five, I think, allocated car parking sites that I think it's about you know ten pound a game, um, which is yeah, which is quite a lot. There are there are places that are cheaper that are not quite as close. But uh, we'll have to see how that one works out. Um, 
I might just make the walk still. <laughs> you know, he, 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 you can squeeze another he, season he, out of him. Yeah, he could, he could just he could just be moaning because he, he likes moaning. Um, so yeah, he, he could just be moaning, and you know, come the start of the season, he'll be absolutely fine to keep walking across the Eugene Bridge. But, sure, uh, we'll we'll play that. We'll see how see how that one goes. You have to feel it out. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's nice to know that moaning didn't just start when Twitter started. You know, uh, it's nice to know that that was a thing before uh, the social media oh, seemed to bring it yeah. to light. No, Dad's been doing it for years, and um, <laughs> I've, I've been pretty good at it myself um, since well before Twitter started. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, going back to to kind of the start of, of the writing, because obviously you were going to games before you you started to to write, and then uh, yeah. You wrote about it, and we've talked about it before. You were in Dublin and just needed something kind of to do, but also, um, I, I think you mentioned that a lot of what you would read about the team was just about what was happening kind of off the pitch, and and you wanted to to kind of, I, I guess, rectify that. I mean, when when you started to to kind of write the the blog, were people you know, was there anybody else talking about this? Because the forms of communication maybe were were different too. I think you mentioned Saints Web was kind of the place to go and yeah how did people react initially to you starting to do that did anybody else jump on it right away with you or was it just kind of you started doing it and and i don't know how did that kind of work um i wrote i wrote the first one was just a little introduction um about uh, my sort of journey with with saints which started in 1975 really and yeah, I just wrote a little bit, one particularly long piece, and I just put a little um, link on Saints Web to say, if you've got a few minutes, have a read of this. And the, re- the reaction was sort of like you know, quite relatively relatively positive. Um, and I, I just tried to write in in my own style, really. I mean, I think if if I'd have had a load of feedback on that first one, where everyone goes, no, this, this sucks, <laughs> don't bother, <laughs> then I possibly would. You know, I possibly would have stopped, but I thought, no, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. And, um, um, and yeah, it's, it's like anything, they, these things, they, they either build or, the, or they don't. Um, and people either pick up on it or they don't. And, and it's, um, you know, it's, uh, it's been okay so far. But, uh, but no, if no one picked up on it, then I, I dare say I wouldn't have bothered. But, you know, people seem to appreciate it. I've got, got some positive feedback virtually straight away. And, um, and then it, you know, then you realise you finished your first season, and oh, okay, that that went fairly well. We won the we won the Johnston Pints list, uh, and the following season we got promoted, and and the following season we got promoted again. So it kind of built, it got exciting, and 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 then we're in the Premier League, and so you you kind of feel duty bound to uh, to keep going, and and that's that's kind of kind of what I've done, and uh, and here we are now, ten years later. Do you think? I mean. Do you think if if you would have started and it would have gone poorly, not the blog itself, but the the season, uh, and people weren't excited about the team, do you think you would have continued writing about it? Um, I think it it maybe would have been slightly different. I mean, if we if we'd been completely rubbish, um, I, I just think it would have become um, just really um, taking the piss <laughs> out, of, <laughs> out of some. I, mean, I did a lot of that anyway, but some of the you know, if you're having a really, you've got a really bad team and you, you've got players that you just think should be playing on the park in front of the two men and the dog rather than in a stadium full of people, then it's, it's a lot easier to, 
to write comedy about it. And uh, yeah, it, it would have been slightly different. I mean, some some of the best sort of football related blog type posts. Um, uh, people when they they write about the what they term as the banter years within their club, where you know they have joke players or joke owners or you know ridiculous decisions being made. So I definitely think there's a you don't have to be successful to be able to uh, to uh, write about a club. But um, as it as it is, I mean I'm struggling to think of a ten year period in our history which would have been you know as as successful to write about um maybe you know from i don't know maybe 1975 to 1985 because that would have included the you know the cup final win getting promoted finishing second in division one as it was at the time um so that would have been an exciting 10 years but in the main you know the 10 years that i've been doing it seven years have been extremely positive um, one or two have been have been dodgy, and the season we've just had, which was a, a half and half effort. So um, overall, I think of uh, in that respect, I've been pretty pretty lucky because it's been mainly positive. Yeah, I mean, uh, talking to to Ben from uh, the Total Saints podcast and, and John from um, the Saints FC podcast, we kind of started and things just went downhill quickly. You know, we've, we, we've been through Puel, which, which, you know, you look at the, you look at the final table and people go like, okay, people will maybe forget that a little bit, but, um, the, the, the couple of seasons that followed that were just, just awful. And, uh, you know, we've had, we've had about six months of, of, of positivity, but even then it was, uh, you know, we, we were a little bit worried there for a while about, about how it's gone. So I, it's the, the 10 year period though, when you picked it up, there was, there was, I don't want to say there was no sign of, of improvement at, at that point, but that, that was almost as low as, as things could have been. And, and it could yeah, have, yeah. but it could have gotten a lot darker really, really easily, you know? Um, and, and well, I mean, just before I started, I mean, there was a, there was a very real chance that the club could have gone out of business and, and that, that, um, you know, it's funny looking back at that. I think that was kind of lost on me a little bit at the time. I don't think I really sort of like quite realized, um, how desperate things had got. Um, but then, you know, Marcus Lever came in and it all, it, it all changed, but certainly in terms of, you know, performance on the pitch, um, and league position, we were as, we were as low as we were likely to get, you know, bottom of league one, 10 points adrift. And that's, you, you, you kind of felt it had to go forward from that position. Um, and, and once Marcus Lever came in, it was always going to go forward from that position. And that's, uh. And that's, uh, you know, what happened. Uh, a few bumps on the road, but, you know, in the main, if you'd have asked anyone at that point in time, where, where will you be at the end of 2019 season? If you told them, okay, you'd have successfully fought relegation in the Premier League, most people would have taken it. But because things went incredibly well from, you know, when we had sort of Pochettino and Koeman, I think a lot of people have got a little bit, uh, expectations have changed somewhat and uh, are somewhat unrealistic in some areas. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, at the time when you started writing the blog, was was there anybody else kind of kind of doing it? Because I mean, now there are there are a number of blogs. Obviously, we have we have podcasts and and websites, and mm-hmm. you know, it seems like news outlets. A new news outlet is popping up kind of all of the time. And um, you know, there are a couple of blogs that I that I, that I read yours being one, um, the archers road end, uh, when, when, when Ben does publish and then, uh, George Ware's cousin, which I guess we should not, not to take away from, from you and your accomplishment, but Chris decided to, to 
stop writing the blog uh, as of this season and and due to life changes and um, I don't know. Yes, they, they, they were showing that. Well, Chris, as far as I remember, Chris was around doing George Ware's cousin um, ten years ago, and it was one of the ones that I, I always liked. Um, I mean, the ugly inside has been around in various forms since the late eighties. Sure. Um, with um, you know, they started off selling fanzines outside the Dell. And I remember remember buying them. I've still probably got a couple of them upstairs. But uh, you know, they and they seemed to go quiet for a number of years. And then uh, when Freddie got involved, it became a sort of like a presence on YouTube, and and, uh, and that's good. But at the time, so we're talking 2009. I remember George Ware's cousin being around, but I don't remember too much uh, too much else to be honest. And you had the the web forum like Saints Web uh, with. Um, Twitter was was Twitter around in two thousand and nine. It was just remember. getting started. It was a lot yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it was before it became the, um, the playground of the idiot, which it kind of is now. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's about some very very good stuff on there. But it is definitely the uh, playground of the idiot. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Going going back to Chris, it's a, sh- it's a shame he stopped, but I totally uh, I totally understand uh, why. Um, I mean, he, he went to, over the years, he's kind of, his sort of posts got more sort of spread out uh-huh. sort of thing, but they were all, they were always worth reading. Yeah. He, you know, and, uh, sometimes, sometimes I think, uh, I think less is more and that may, may be something that, uh, that I do in the future, but you know, for, for now I'll carry on, uh, carry on as I am. For the, for the most part, over the past 10 years, you've gone almost every match, right? Like you've gone, you've written about almost every match or at least. I think once a week and uh, I was kind of going through adding up. You've got around 645 posts over the past 10 years, which is, I mean, that's, that's a ton. That's a, that's a ton of writing to, to, to do. And, and you're, you're not posting, uh, you know, the 250 word article um, that's taken from the daily, the daily mail headline, you know? Um, And so, I mean, that's, that's, that's a ton of work to, to put into that. and 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 then yeah, to make it entertaining. They're all fairly long. Yeah, yeah, they're they're all they're all fairly long. Um, and I think that that itself may put some people off because I think the general rule of thumb these days is that people have relatively short attention spans, so they're not going to be bothered with reading, you know, over a certain number of words. So, but uh, I kind of I don't I don't know why it's like that. Maybe I just find it difficult to summarize. <laughs> maybe maybe I've got too much to say for myself. I don't know. They, 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 they all seem to be quite I've got too much to say for myself. They're um, yeah, they, they, they're all they're all quite long, but the um, yeah, no one's ever really commented on that. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe that's a that's an interesting one. Are, are they too long? Should I try and cut them down? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, until someone until people start moaning about it, then I'll I'll last. Stay doing what I want to do. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, I was going to say I don't think you should. I think I think that your, I I think the blog has developed a kind of it's very clearly your style and yes. and people as I as I talk to people in different you know ask for questions and things, everybody everybody kind of refers to you by by name. You know, ask Glenn or you know do this or whatever. And and so people kind of people know and people read and and it's I think it's it's kind of usually kind of obvious when people don't if people come on my show and they say you know, Oh, you know, I listened to all the episodes and it's, it's like quite clearly like you don't. Um, but uh, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's pretty obvious to me that a lot of people are, are reading and, 
and um, and you can see even you have the the stats are on your on the on the site, so you can see kind of the 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 visits and stuff. People people are going to to see this stuff, so I think it's a uh, yeah. I think it's good that I mean not everybody you know likes every single post or sure. or comments on every single post, but when you do something like I did recently, which is to say, hey, look, I'm t- I've been doing this for ten years, then you get. Uh, you know, a few messages through from people that are, you know, are really, really nice to read. And the, the ones I always like um, are, the, are the ones from abroad, um, usually America, Australia, Canada. It's people, you know, writing in saying things like, well, you get it from a, a fan's point of view rather than from a, you know, this sort of sanitized club website point of view or the, you know, the, uh, the newspapers or, um, you know the standard sort of football website, so there. Uh, so I think there's a there's a place for it, and it, it seems to particularly suit the uh, the uh, the Saints fan living abroad who wants to uh, find something that's a little bit uh, a little bit more real, maybe a little bit edgy. I don't know, but uh, no, it's a, it's it's a good thing, and it is always nice to get those messages. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things you wrote early on was. Uh... I think it was, you said the, the echo likes to write, like they have the inside scoop and they don't and just period. <laughs> and I just, I, I read that <laughs> and laughed. Um, yeah, they, they do sometimes the echo, the echo has changed um, quite, quite a lot over the 10 years. I think, well, they didn't have access to the club for quite a long time when, um, when Cortese was there. And so they, they kind of went down the road of speculating on things. And I, I found that very irritating, but I, do of course understand that they kind of had to write something because if you put a decent saint story on the back page of the paper, then the paper sells more more copies. Um, but they, they seem to go down the route of speculating, um, and that they don't do that so much now. So um, and, and they obviously do have access to the club back now. So that's uh, so that's a good thing. Um, and, uh, but there seems to be a new thing with the media these days where uh, teams have pet journalists. Um, it's probably always it's probably always been that way, but uh, certainly the Echo and um, some of the some of the journalists in the national papers there they they seem to be you know almost doing the club's work for them a little bit um, on some of the transfer rumours and whatnot, um, which is the sort of thing that I of course always slap Liverpool off from doing. <laughs> um, so we do it in a in a, a little bit more of a uh, less obvious way, shall we say? But uh, but yeah, there's a. Uh, but now I'm uh, I'm happy with the echo. But their um, their their story seems to seems to have a bit of substance behind them these days. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely the papers have changed, and I didn't and I didn't always understand the. Uh, I live in a small town. We don't have a professional sports team or anything like that around. So so our paper is mostly just uh, a, a lot of people writing opinion pieces uh, and yelling at each other uh, in the, you know, in, in in that section of the paper, which I just I just don't read. So. Um, when I when I started looking at, at newspapers and stuff, um, you know, and, and I read the Echoes website pretty consistently because they are one of those sources. It's, it's basically them and Blackmore and then the Telegraph. That's that's where you go if you want, you know, actual news, which which is is sometimes good. Sometimes I don't care enough to to do it, but usually I do. Um, just looking back, kind of over the last ten years, I mean, is there a particular person or or event or commentator or manager or match that just makes you kind of that just pissed you off the most that when you wrote about it it was just the absolute the the rant of all rants or anything like that yeah well you you um you sort of primed me with this question um before i came on so i've i've had a i've had a quick thing and there are a few incidents that would come to mind the summer of 2014 
which was when Pochettino left and Lambert went and Lalana went and Lovren went and Joe Rodriguez got injured. That was a pretty horrific time and I got quite angry about that, um, especially the way Lalana behaved. Um, summer of 16 was similar because we had a great team um, that season. Koeman left along with Pella, Mane, Wanyama. Um, that was a bad time. You got the, the Virgil van Dijk episode, the whole, <laughs> you know, Liverpool tapping him up for ages and blah, blah, blah. And we know, we all know how that one played out. And now he's won the Champions League. Tremendous. Right, really pleased for him. So they, they were the three sort of like areas that I, I got angry about. Um, and, the, and the time where it was just sort of spirit crushing was the, the, the season with Pellegrino in charge where I just felt like we were, you know, sleepwalking towards getting relegated and no one seemed to care too much. It was, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was a pretty grim time. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't really anger about that because I think I just had the, all the life sucked out of me like everyone else did. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that um, we'll get to some of the questions on that area, but that was a, that was a tough time to, to get on every week and, and find somebody who was excited to talk about anything because just the things yeah things weren't great and and, it, and nothing seemed to be happening off the pitch to make it better uh it was it was n- nothing nothing was good so i i totally 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 understand that that aspect of it and in the uh you know those summers when we have kind of mass exodus and and things like that like that is frustrating and i was happy i say i am happy uh in, in terms of when i started this thing it, it the, the the results maybe haven't been as good, but uh, I didn't have to. I didn't have to talk about some of those things, which I'm not sure how I would have approached. So I appreciate you guys kind of uh, putting that stuff in in perspective. But um, is there a particular opposition player that uh, you've enjoyed poking fun at over the years? <laughs> um, I've, got, I've got I've got a personal favorite at the moment, uh, which is Callum Chambers, um, because um, I, I love Callum Chambers since he 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 was with Saints for twelve years. Mm-hmm. He then left to join Arsenal. Um, basically, as soon as he got in the, the first team, he played about 20 games for us. He left to join Arsenal as soon as he could, um, as soon as he possibly could. He's been gone for five years now. For three seasons of that, he's been playing 10 minutes here and there mm-hmm. um, for Arsenal. For the other two seasons, he was on loan at Middlesbrough and on loan at Fulham and got relegated both times. <laughs> um, so I love, I love looking at the guy and thinking, you know, what what a career choice! Um, but he's got a load of money in the bank, um, yeah. so he probably doesn't care too much. But I, I still find it disappointing. And I know it's you know it's just a job to these guys, but I still find it disappointing that you, you know you, you you grow up as a kid and it's your dream to be a professional footballer, and you see people making decisions that basically their, their motivation seems to be the richest player they can be rather than the best player they can. Yeah. Um, you know that that guy was potentially a very good player at 18. I think he's now probably 24, and he, he's not done anything with the first half of his career um, apart from get relegated twice. And uh, I dare say he'll be uh, he'll be hanging around Arsenal reserves um, next season. I do, I do love. Um, I think I'm trying to get myself blocked from his. Um, from his Twitter feed, but he clearly clearly doesn't read it, doesn't read the replies. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have been blocked ages a day, but uh, 
but yeah, those the whoever he signs for, um, if he does sign for someone else, put put some money on him to get relegated. All right, all right. <laughs> Hopefully, it won't be us. Oh Jesus, that'd be. <laughs> Well, yeah, if that happens, I'll go back in, in the archives and edit this part of it out, and we'll just pretend. Yeah, so so him, I like him, I like poking fun out there. There are some players who play for other teams that I clearly just do not like. Um, I'm I'm not a fan of Mo Salah at all. Um, don't like him. Um, you know, and there's a few obvious ones like uh, Lalana, but he's not really a footballer anymore. And uh, <laughs> and and the same for Dayan Lovren. They're not. They're not footballers either but uh, I do one of one of the instances one of the incidents I do remember from as as being real fun was when Lalana came back um, to play against Saints for the first time and he got dogs abuse from the crowd um, for 90 minutes well, for 60 minutes that he was on because he only played 60 minutes at the most it was one of the one of the only times where I've seen abuse from the crowd actually work because you know we you, you try and boo someone like Virgil van Dijk, and it, it, he doesn't care. No. <laughs> just he'll just stroll around and play his normal game. He won't care. Lalana was really bothered by it. You could tell, and you could tell he didn't want the ball. He wasn't making runs. It really affected him. Uh, and uh, so that you know that was that was good. I I, I enjoyed that. It just shows how, how weak he is as a character, really. So uh, so yeah. So uh, I don't know where he'll end up next season. Uh, he'll probably. Sit on his contract to Liverpool, I thought, before eventually ending up at Bournemouth when he's 32, 33. Yeah, that seems to be a uh, seems to be what Bournemouth want to do. Um, Clients <laughs> down there, maybe he'll go he'll go join him. Um, geez, I, I I I wanted to tell you earlier. Um, you don't have to watch your language here. <laughs> this is this is fine. <laughs> I, I feel like you've been tiptoeing around a little bit. You don't have to worry about it. Um, no, no, it's okay. I don't, yeah, I'll try. I'll try. Turning over a new leaf. I keep telling my son, you don't need to swear. You don't need to swear to make your point, <laughs> which is which is a tough sell for me. <laughs> my kids, my but, kids uh, as well. Yeah, this is uh, it, people find it weird. This is the the hour of of my week where I don't curse. You know, um, the rest of it is a disaster. I even as a teacher, I have trouble holding it together for fifty minutes at a time. Um, I'm not surprised, but. Uh, yeah, it's 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 this is one of those things. Uh, I especially uh, I will not I, I will not repeat the name that you call Adam Lalana from time to time, but I, I do really enjoy that. So thank you. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, a, a lot of things have have kind of changed over over the the ten years, and you know, Twitter was just becoming a thing when you started. Um, you know, social media has grown a lot. Um, has that made it, has that had an impact on your writing at all or, or your decision to, to continue writing or how you write or uh, especially just because people seem to, everybody's got a source, everybody's got inside knowledge and, and this stuff. Did, does that bother you at all or, or do you just kind of do your um, thing? No, I just kind of, I kind of do my thing. But what I found, of, what I found I was doing two or three years ago was that when there was a transfer window, especially the ones mentioned earlier that were disasters when we lost all the players, is that we've got, um, you know, on the web, on the web, there's a thing called News Now, which gathers all the Southampton stories together. Okay. Um, if that's that's the filter you put on it, so all websites, um, all the stories. So you, you, you obviously there's a lot of repeats on there, but you, I would I would find myself sort of like reading all of them and picking up on every single rumor, and then either getting annoyed about it or or, or writing about it, and 
And eventually I thought, I'm just adding to the problem here. I'm just, you know, there's just so much, and so much of it is absolute rubbish, um, things that are made up. So I've just kind of weaned myself off of those um, those websites that grab, you know, absolutely everything. And I just try and be a little bit more philosophical about it now and wait for it to happen. Um, so so I, I try not to write about, you know, rumors and things like that. And now we've got this incident, right? Incident, we've got this thing right now with Shay Adams from Birmingham where, you know, like a few days ago, we were going to, it, it was almost signed and delivered and then it, became a, you know, there's an issue over the fee. And I, I just kind of think, oh, let's just, let's just wait till he's on the pitch holding the shirt up. Yeah. You know, and let's not, let's not worry too much about it. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So, um, yeah, there, there, you can, it, you know, you can get snow blindness. There's just so much. Um, if, if you want to read everything, I think your brain will explode. So I just try and, uh, just try and pick and choose a little bit um, as to, as to what what takes my interest, and the, and the best way to do that is just to wait for it to happen. Yeah, just be a little bit more pragmatic over it, and yeah, I think, I think there are a lot of people trying to make a, not that this is bad, but trying to make a name for themselves, trying to to say, look, I can do this, and 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 they want to break news and things like that. And and the truth is, I just sometimes it just it just, it's just a sea of this the exact same headline over and over and over again, and and nobody's got a source, and then it becomes a a real. Yeah, everybody thinks it's real and it's really just a just a rumor by by somebody on the internet um with a twitter yeah, account no, i know i'm i know i'm getting getting on a bit now but um i can, I can remember you know like over here we had terrestrial television had three channels and then it had four channels and the, from what i remember you know the quality was better and now you've got seven million channels and everyone's got to put something on and so the the standard is ultimately going to drop and it's exactly the same thing with with the internet and the amount of um, websites there are um everyone wants to have an exclusive and everyone wants to uh, you know write write or something that brings people to their particular you know clicks on their website sure. so i think there's there's a lot of sensation there's rubbish out there the stuff i really don't like is the the devil's advocate stuff where you get um you get people who are just quite deliberately taking a contrary point of view. You know, they can't possibly believe in what they're talking about because it's absolute rubbish. Um, <laughs> and they, they're just deliberately just trying to wind people up. And uh, that, uh, that sort of thing, I find annoying. We've got a radio station over here called Talk Sport where they seem to specialise in that. They get, they have, um, you know, guests on who just, just talk absolute crap. And you, you just, you can't, you cannot possibly believe that point of view. It's just absolute rap you've been told to say that go away i've had enough of it um so yeah that that sort of style of media just it just leaves me cold really and uh, i like to try and ignore it all yeah yeah absolutely it's it's a uh, sometimes you see those videos come up on on twitter or whatever and you listen and I, it's like i can't believe i just spent two minutes and 20 seconds listening to whatever that was because that yeah it's yeah. terrible um, and, and it's, and I'm glad you've said that because I, sometimes I wonder like, am I just, did I miss the point? Like, did I miss something that happened in the world? And this is really where we're at now, but turns out not so much. Um, I mean, you spoke a little bit of, of, you know, players going after money and, and, you know, Chambers, Lalana, uh, you can go down the list of people who have left for, for big money, but, um, you haven't, yeah, you, you've never monetized the blog and. No, I think I, I'm I am 
I am guilty of, of all of these things and I'm legitimately asking questions, but what, what's the, uh, you know, cause we have a, a Patreon for this and, and, you know, several other websites do that now. And, and what's the, you know, why is there a reason you haven't done it? Is there, you know, cause it'd be easy for you just to put, uh, you know, uh, an ad on the side of the page and call it good, but yet you haven't, you haven't done that. I have, yeah, I put the, I, think I might have put the, the Google ads at the side of the page a couple of times, but, yeah, <laughs> didn't make my millions from that. <laughs> um, the short answer is, is, is I don't really know. I don't really know why. There, there, there is a bit of, um, you know, for the right reasons, I don't really want to compromise. Um, and I, I, I dare say if you got sponsored by someone, then you would suddenly have to, you know, stop calling Adam Lalana a wanker and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> it, it was... Uh, I'm not interested in being told sort of like what to do um, and whether that would happen or not. I don't know, but no, I've never, uh, I've never monetized it. I think <laughs> 10 years ago, I probably earned a little bit more money than I do now. So maybe I'll have to rethink that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I can't imagine, I can't imagine I'd make most of it anyway. But uh, it, yeah, it's, it, it's of no real interest to me. I mean, it, it, it's something I do, I sort of like do for fun um, and it, it's something I do for my own amusement and for the amusement of people I read it. So people that read it. So I don't, I don't, I've never really sort of like seen the need. So uh, when I spent six months unemployed, not so long ago, then uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I needed to rethink that. But, uh, but uh, I think my wife would like me to earn money from it. But, uh, but, but yeah, there you go. Um, I mean, have you have you at any point been been close to to stopping writing? Have has it was there a, a point at the end of a season or even mid season where you just said I, I don't enjoy this or? And- um, yeah, um, definitely. Well, the, the original thing was when uh, Lieber and Cortez came in. Cortez's first interview was talking about a five year plan, uh-huh. and the five year plan was to get us to the Premier League. Uh, in the event we got there in three, um, but. You know, he still talked about the five-year plan, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll write this for five years, and then we got a record of that five-year plan. That was kind of my loose idea was to do it for five years, and then I got halfway through the sixth season, um, and then I remembered I was going to stop after five. Uh, <laughs> so, so I messed that up a little bit, um, and uh, I've always been a bit really retentive, I guess, about don't stop halfway through. You know, once you've committed to do something, so. So at the end of season six, I kind of thought about it. Um, but I think season six was Koeman's first season. So it had gone well and we qualified for Europe. And I think, well, I'm not stopping now because, you know, things are going well. So uh, to carry on. But, yeah, I think I've, I've said before on a few occasions that the the, the season under Pellegrino was, was, was like death warmed up a lot of it. And I was, I think that man was to bore to death virtually every sort of, um, certainly every match-going Saints fan because you, you just watch and nothing would happen. I mean, you know, we've already touched on the fact that the, you know, the stuff I write is quite lengthy. But in those year, in that year, um, there were large portions of games, you know, with, with, we're talking sort of half an hour or so where absolutely nothing happened because mm-hmm. invariably we'd go 1-0 down and then we'd be too cautious to go for an equaliser the other team were quite happy because they're one nil up, so they're just in a holding pattern and, and wait for Saints to do something, and we weren't doing anything. And you, you could fall asleep for half an hour. I, I mean, sometimes I really felt like that's what had happened. I'd fallen asleep, and I'd woken up, and it's like, 
hang on, there's 42, 43 minutes gone. What's, what's going to happen? Nothing's happened whatsoever. And so you get to the end and you're like, I've got nothing to write about. There's only so many times you can just say, it was boring. Uh, right. the, whole, the whole of the second half was complete shit. Nothing happened. Um, <laughs> and I think there was, there was a couple of times where I, I did actually just give up. And, you know, we kicked off the second half. And that was the most exciting thing that happened. The rest of the half was shit. Then the final whistle went. Then we all went home. Happy days. Yeah. And that was that was kind of the way quite a few games were. Um, and but then you know after after and then you you kind of find alternative targets to write about. So towards the end of the Pellegrino time, I certainly started taking issue with a lot more individual players than I had done. Um, you know, over lack of effort and just generally being crap. Um, so I, you know, so I, I kind of got through it, but there was a stage. I think it was around Christmas of the Pellegrino season where I, I just thought, you know what, I'm fed up with this. I think I think I got a game behind, so we had like three games in five days or whatever it was, and it got to in between the second and the third game, and I still had written about the first one. It, there was nothing to write about. It was so dull, and I, I think that that was the time where I thought, you know what, I'm just can't bother with this, but. Uh, but me being me and not wanting to stop halfway through, I just kind of uh, just kind of uh, got my head down and uh, and got on with it. So I think I knocked out two games in one day, and then uh, then I was back on target again. Yeah. And then thankfully, Pellegrino eventually got fired. Seriously, so, uh, took him a long time. He, he did well. He took him a long time to get fired, but eventually, <laughs> eventually he had to go. There was, I mean, there was a time when it was seemingly everything coming from the the the, the news outlets that I would trust. And in the club and everything else, the, the sentiment was that he was going to be there for the season no matter what. And to the point where I, I don't bet on anything. And I almost was like, well, the odds are so high that he'll get sacked. Like everybody's saying he should stay. Like, do I want to bet on him staying and just see, you know? And I was like, no, because I don't want that to happen. And I don't want to just, and I'm glad I didn't because it would have been, uh, I, I would have been really mad if I would have won a bunch of money, but uh, he, he would have stayed and we would have gone down. That would have really, I, I don't know if I could have myself after that. There's, there's too much at stake these days. Um, any any club that is definitely going to get relegated if they don't change their manager, um, they will always make a change February, March, you know, in the season. I mean, mm-hmm. we were undoubtedly going to get relegated, and there was there was yeah there was absolutely no way that they could lead him in place. It, it's similar to the way that they couldn't lead Hughes in place last season. Yeah, you, know, you you have to make a change at some point, otherwise you just, you know, it's madness just to sort of carry on and uh, expect anything to change. Um, if you don't change things yourself, it's definition of madness, isn't it? Expecting yeah. a different result from the same uh, from the same parameters. So, yeah. Um, just I mean, I, I guess to kind of wrap up on the on on the blog. I mean, for for you, has anything? I mean, I, I have a couple, two more questions. Yeah. One, um, how long does it take you to put together an average, an average post for a match? It always used to take about an hour. Um, I do, I do tend to write very quickly. Um, so it always used to take about an hour. Now I think it's, it's a little bit longer. I tend to do it in sections. Um, the the sort of pre-match bit about the opposition and, um, you know, and what I think we'll get from the game, if you like that, I tend to write that in advance of the game because uh, it's more sort of real then rather than waiting until after the game and pretending you know what you're talking about. Um, so I try to write that before the game, which 
that that bit usually only takes about twenty minutes. Um, the the bit straight after the game, I try and I always try and do straight after the game to to um, you know to keep it keep it fresh, keep it keep it real if you like. Um, you know what I'm feeling at the time. Um, that can have dangers because you can overreact as as everyone does from time to time. Uh, if you if you come home and you've just been wound up by Liverpool fans singing Mo Salah flying down the wing whilst you've been sat in the traffic down for an hour and a half trying to get away from the ground, that, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, just, yeah, you're not going to sit at your computer and just write, fuck off, and in <laughs> 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 large letters and overreact, and then you read it back later and you just think, oh, my word, what is that? Um, yeah, that, as, as an aside, that's, that's one of the fun things going back through the old stuff is... is, is you know, everything's there, so you you can, and it's how you felt at the time. Um, uh, when I wrote about when Pochettino left, I was really angry about that. And I was like, he's going to fail at Tottenham. Everyone fails at Tottenham. And of course, I was completely and utterly wrong. Um, so so that's that's kind of interesting looking back and, and seeing, seeing your overreactions. But uh, no, I'm fine with that. It's got a date at the top, so uh, everyone can see uh, when it was written. Sure. Sure. Um, and, and then, I mean, you, your dad started taking you to matches. He's been a fan for a long time. You started writing yeah. the blog. Your son takes you, you take your son now. Does he have any yeah, interest? Yeah. Are you going to hand this off to him in a couple of years or is he, is he not interested? <laughs> Short answer for that one. No, <laughs> he's not interested. Though, interestingly, he did, um, have a careers interview at school the other day. And, you know, I think they, they talked to him about the things he was interested in. And uh, one of the things that they they suggested was that he went into sports journalism, which I found quite amusing because he's never shown any sort of interest in interest in doing that. Uh, but uh, so you never know; he might be writing stuff. Um, I don't think it'll be quite in the same uh, same style as his old man. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, see how that one goes. But uh, yeah, but I think he he reads he reads the stuff that I write and he listens to any sort of. Um, he listens to a few sort of podcasts and things that I've been on, and uh, but no, I don't think he's uh, he's ever going to be sitting down and uh, and uh, writing stuff like this. Uh, it's hard to tell. I mean, he's only fourteen, so sure. who knows what he's uh, what he's going to be doing in uh, three or four years? Because uh, people change a lot in those times. Yeah. I, do you do you ever w- wonder if uh, you know his teachers or or whoever? Some people are at, at school or whatever read read the blog. Do you, does that happen? Um, he changed football teams. Uh, you know, two years ago, he's been playing. For, sorry, one year ago, he's been playing for a new team for a year. And one of the um, one of the guys who stands on the the line, one of the other, I think he said he, he might be a cousin or a, a brother of one of the players. I'm not sure, but uh, he started talking to me, and it, it became apparent that he knew of the blog, but didn't know it was me. Oh, the wrote it. So that was that was that was quite interesting. So I'm uh, I'm playing with that one at the moment. Okay. And we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, we'll wait and see how that one comes out. How that one turns out. But uh, no, I've. Um, I don't think any of his teachers. I've certainly not heard of any of his teachers. Uh, um, you know, having said that, they've they've read it. But uh, I guess some might have. But uh, but who knows? He hasn't got in trouble for it yet. So that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know he'll he'll be all right. Uh, well, I guess we'll find out if the guy that stands on the on the sideline knows of this podcast or not. Uh, <laughs> you may have just outed yourself, but I, I doubt yeah. it. I doubt it. Um, yeah, no, uh, none of his teachers are saying, you know, tell your dad he's a dick or anything like that. 
<laughs> I guess it's more likely if they uh, if they support other clubs. But uh, yeah, yeah, maybe it'll happen one day. Um. I mean, just briefly on on some team news, we, you talked about the the Che Adams thing and just kind of waiting for uh, for it to to happen. I mean, it, it, if it happened, would you be happy with that signing? Is that is that somewhere you feel like we we could use some? I sorry to jump into this, but you feel like it, that's somewhere we could improve, and and that would be a good a good deal for the for the club. Yeah, we definitely need a striker, um, and you know he's I like I've always liked because I'm a bit traditional. I, I like taking players from the championship. If, they, if they've done well there, they've got something to prove. He fits the profile that Ralph wants, as in young, quick, fit. He's got a bit of a track record at a lower level. Um, Ralph obviously thinks that you know he can make the step up. So it's um, on, on the face of it. Now, I don't know much about him. I've seen you know highlights of the goals that he scored last year. He looks like the sort of player that could complement the other players that we've got. So uh, yeah, I hope it comes off. But as I said before, it, it, if it doesn't, it doesn't. It has to be the right deal for the club. We've we've made some shocking signings, um, either in the last couple of years, either overpaying or, or buying players that turn out to be not very good. So I'd rather they took their time and got it right. And if, if for argument's sake, I mean, it's, quoted, it's been quoted that we've bid 14 million. For me, that's about right. But the, the price of players in the championship seems to be skyrocketing so um, if Birmingham are suddenly turning around and saying well no actually we want 22 million for him then you know I'm perfectly happy for us to walk away uh-huh. and move on to the next target so if it happens it happens but it, you know we need to be a bit careful about where we where we spend our money because we and how much of it we spend because we as has been established we don't have a, a, a great deal to throw around yeah there's only there's only so much of it and yeah, I think we all get excited about 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 some of these guys, and we want them to come in, and that's I think that's totally fine. But I think the club has to approach it. They can't approach it from a you can't walk into a negotiation and say we we you know we'll do anything to, we can to to take this guy because I don't think there there's not very many of those players out there you know that that you would do that for. So um, yeah, and we're, and we're not we're not desperate at the moment. It's not like when we signed Carrillo in January when we were we were desperate. You know, very true. January's January's a horrible transfer window, and you end up paying, you know, twenty five percent or whatever, or fifty percent more than what you should be paying. And this is, you know, this is this is the summer. Um, it's it hasn't even really got going yet. I mean, July the first is when all the contracts tend to end, so it tends to ramp up a lot in July. So there's certainly uh, there's certainly no panic yet. But uh, I, you know, I, I just hope the club don't. Don't panic, and I don't want us to get our pants pulled down again, and we end up with players who don't want to be there for whatever reason, or or ones that we just pay too much money for. Yeah, I think I, I'd take a I'd take players who are maybe less skilled that really want to play for for us, rather yeah. than than yeah. guys who are coming there uh, just just for the money, because I think that that shows through for especially for the fans that are there week in week out. Uh, you can see it. it; it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't look good. Yeah, we I mean we've got a couple of players already that. Um, no names, I'm sure you can guess who they are, who I, I look at them and I think they they think they're too good for this. You know, they they think they're too good for saying they should be playing with, you know, someone someone better. And, and you know, pl- players like that, I, I always kind of wonder if they're, if they're really sort of putting it in. Um, and Saints need everybody put in 
100% into every single game. Otherwise, you know, we, we're going to be down near the bottom again next year. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, Ralph, Ralph can only work with what he's got. And if the minimum requirement is for players to put in 100%. But I think at least with this manager we've got now, um, it won't be tolerated. If players not putting it in, will just not be tolerated. And uh, uh, so I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I think under Hassan Hoodle, the guys that are going to go and the guys that are going to be in the team, I think will, I think, I don't think we'll be that surprised as, as to who gets to stick around and who gets to, to, to play, you know? And I think the guys that they're going to make it through that, that level of, of, of training that, that Hassan Hoodle is going to require of them. I think that there's, there's, there, there's no faking it at that point, you know? No. Um, I don't think training is just rolling out the balls and saying, you know, run around a little bit more. I don't think that's uh that's how it's going nowadays, which is good. Um, we do have some questions from listeners. Uh, if, you, if, oh, you, yeah. if you still you got a couple of minutes, is that all right? Yeah, sure. All right. Um, so people can send in questions a number of ways. Uh, one thing that patrons get uh, for supporting the show is they get priority for having their questions answered on the show. In addition to having uh, an additional chat that we have that's private just between us and an additional episode per month. Um, we'll start with, with Kevin. Uh, Kevin McGee says, question for Glenn. Would he go through those relegations again to see a similar rise for many years after League One? We just got better and better. So, would you would you have us go down to have kind of that that meteoric rise again, or would you do you just kind of want to? Are you, are you not? You don't want to do that. You don't want to go through that again. No, I don't want to go through it again. Um, we, yeah, it, it, it's a tough one. I know what he's saying, and uh, I, I appreciate where the question's coming from. Um, it's. It's tough in the Premier League because there's only there's only so far you can go. We're never going to be the top six or the top four. So you know we we touched the glass ceiling when, uh, as they call it, when Pochettino was there and when Koeman was there. And if things continue and we don't get relegated, we're always going to be we're always going to be sort of around the seventh to you know one place above the relegation zone um, area. Um, so I can see why people would think it's not not particularly, particularly exciting, but getting relegated is is not fun. Um, there are some there are some silver linings that can be had from it in that hopefully you get rid of some of the you know the players that have been underperforming, but you always tend to lose the ones that were decent for the for the obvious reason that they were decent. So that so that is difficult. Um, getting relegated is, is is not fun at the end of the day, um, unless you can uh, unless you can bounce straight back. But it you know it didn't work with us last time. Um, you know we went down again in two years time, uh, two years later. I certainly I, I don't kind of fear it because there would be enough enough positives of a, of a season in the championship. But I don't think anyone really wants to go through actually getting relegated. So. Uh, a long answer to a short question, but uh, no, I'd, uh, I'll, I'll stay where we are. Thanks for it. Yeah. Uh, Justin asks, how, how many swear words do you delete before posting a blog? And how many times did you just copy and paste a match report during the Puel Pellegrino era? And- how, many, how many swear words do I delete? Fucking none. <laughs> Absolutely none. Absolutely none. What it, it is what it is. Um, uh, how many times did I cut and paste? No, I never, I never actually cut. I did actually feel like I just, I just think about it once. I did think about writing full review of match, just see last report. I, I almost did that once, but uh, 
no, I never actually uh, never actually did the cut and paste job. But uh, but no, the, the, the swearing thing, uh, yeah, that is an interesting thing, actually. I didn't swear too much right at the start. Uh, right at the start of the blog, I, I was I was consciously trying not to. And uh, I never thought, no, this isn't fun at all. <laughs> let's, let's start littering it with other swear words. But uh, no, it's... Um, it's not something that I uh, police uh, too much these days. I was I was going to say if you there tend to be um, other internet kind of stories, and they realize that if they put the word sex or or uh, the f word up in the title or near the top, that it, the, those stories tend to get picked up more and more and more based on what people search. So um, you know, it, putting those <laughs> words in there tend to to, uh, to to be all right. So I think you're doing okay there. Um, I. I, I honestly can't remember why I decided like not to to just go out because my mouth is filthy um and and I I have to sit here and really be 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 aware of it uh, doing it and I think mostly it's just because my kids are are listening in the other room sometimes yeah, uh, yeah. They, they, we have a we don't even have a window we have a curtain up and so I don't know who's on the other side of the curtain right now but you know I can't I can't say some of the things that I would like to say and describe things in, in, in the proper manner because they they sometimes wake up super early and just don't tell me because they're being nice because I know we're recording but uh, I I do I do enjoy I do enjoy the blog it's, it makes me I was sitting uh, yesterday I was telling you we were sitting uh, at the skate park my son was 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 doing his thing and I was reading through the, some of the posts on the blog from your, your you know the the twenty and uh, I was just burst out loud laughing i looked like the weird like i was the one guy not on drugs laughing for no reason um in the corner of the skate park which is which is always good um, i think maybe maybe in, maybe in a podcast with you know because it's you know audio it can be played out loud so it's maybe not too cool and you might have kids that are you know much young much younger or much too young um hearing the hearing the content if it's lit up with swear words i think with um with my stuff, it's it's one person reading it. No one's no one's reading it out loud. Um, though there has been a couple of occasions where I have kind of thought about it a little bit. I think when my son was about eleven, one of his mates just said to me, "Oh, I read I read your blog on the whatever match it was uh, last week," and I'm thinking, mm, eleven, great, he's going to go, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to go and tell his mum and dad that he uh, he, uh, he he read about what." Uh, you know what my son's dad said about Adam Lalana, and you know that's. Uh, <laughs> I, had, I had a I had a brief moment where I thought about it, and uh, then I thought, "Ah, oh, fuck it," and carried on. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's great. Um, Charlie Robinson sent in a question from Twitter. He says, "Hi, Matt. Please ask Glenn when he will be joining Match of the Day, as we need uh, a summarizer who doesn't hold back. He would be brilliant at describing the situation as it is, unlike those in the studio, and also thank him from me." For the brilliant article he writes, "Love Is Honesty." So that's just a, a shout out to you, and I think I'm sure you've gotten a lot of those, and a lot of a, a lot of us appreciate what you do. Um, so that's that's from from Charlie there. Uh, yeah, thanks. That's, that's, that's a nice comment, Charlie. Thank you very much. Uh, when I'll be joining Matt today? Well, when 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 in the parallel universe I've had a 15 year career as a professional footballer, then uh, then maybe that'll happen. But I can't see me. Uh, replacing uh, Mr. Shearer or uh, Ian Wright at any point in the uh, in the near future but uh, yeah it would be amusing yeah. I did read I did read a thing where Alan Shearer said that if uh, if you swear on air you're basically off the job really <laughs> so, so yeah so I think I might I might find that a bit of a challenge well you get a weekend at least um, <laughs> although for me the more nervous I am the more likely I am to do it which would not be great because I'd go on there and I would just 
I'd drop it immediately. Um, yeah. First, first day of school is always an interesting one. First day of classes. Um, uh, Christian Candler uh, asks, if there was one moment you could go back and write about again, what would it be? Um, I, would, I mentioned it earlier when, when Pochettino left, um, my, my overreaction was horrible. So maybe I'd like to write, uh, maybe I'd like to rewrite that one. But no, it doesn't really, um, it doesn't really bother me. Once it's out there, it's out there. And, uh, I mean, oh, sorry. I'll just, yeah. If, if the question, if the question refers to, you know, before the blog, uh, a time before the blog started, I mean, I, I have totally the idea of watching the, uh, 99, uh, 1976 cup final right the way through. Um, cause I've got it on a DVD, um, and, uh, writing a blog as if I was there at the time. Um, I was only seven or eight years old at the time. So, uh, mm-hmm. I can't write it in the style of an eight year old, but, uh, yeah, I'd be interested to do maybe a, a historical match. Um, uh, and if you've got the whole 90 minutes on DVD to watch, then uh, I guess I guess you could do that. So, uh, But uh, I'm enjoying having a break at the moment, so I'm not looking to uh, to make any extra work for myself. Sure, sure. And, and I think, like, I mean, you think back to just the promotion or the JPT final or... Uh... Uh, you know, would you, would you be willing to just, just, I guess just to relive it a little bit, I think maybe, um, any moments you'd like to relive that you've, that you've written about? Um, the, the promotion day when we beat Coventry 4 nils go up to the Premier League, that, that was brilliant. Um, that was a, a thoroughly decent day. Um, yeah, I'd like, I'd like that feeling again, but then I don't want to, I don't want to get relegated. I think the, the closest we get to that would be to act, actually, actually winning one of the cups, yeah. uh, which we got close to doing a couple of years ago. So, um, yeah, that's, um, that league cup final, I'd like that to have turned out, to have turned out different. Um, when Gabbiadini scored to make it 2-2, I, I actually felt for 10 minutes that we were actually going to win. A genuine, uh, this genuine belief, the whole sort of crowd went absolutely mad. Uh-huh. Um, and I genuinely thought we were going to win and it was like, how brilliant this is going to be. Um, and of course, it didn't happen because no one decided to mark the six foot five centre forward stood in the middle of our penalty area <laughs> on his own. Um, <laughs> yeah, Zlatan, you might have heard of him. Um, yeah, let's leave him on his own. See what happens. Um, so, yeah, I'd like that moment to have turned out differently. Um, and just, I'd love to relive that that ten minutes. But uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, uh, last one, and Oscar Dean asks, you know top three priority signings um i don't have i don't have those but the the, the top three to let go um you, you think there are three players that need to to leave or and we don't have to answer this one if you don't want we can we can call it good it's a, totally up to you no i'm quite happy to answer that one i mean the, the three to let go we need to get rid of the, the, the people who stink the place out either through attitude or just not being very good um i think cedric cedric definitely needs to go um I have it on quite good authority that he's a bit of a pain in the backside behind the scenes. He needs to go. Um, Wesley Hoyt needs to go because he's shit. And he's also <laughs> apparently, well, it's not apparently, you can hear from his interviews, he's extremely arrogant um, and he, he just needs to go. And uh, I think Ralph, Ralph Hasner called it straight away with him that I don't want this player around the club. Off you go. Unfortunately, we we only we only got him out on loan. So the club, uh, Celta Vigo, who took him, they'll have seen him play now, so they all want him. Um, we're you know 
we've got to find a club somewhere who, who thinks the all Dutch centre-halves are brilliant and they're signing the next Matthias De Ligt or Virgil van Dijk. Um, we won't tell him that Wesley is absolute crap, but um, he needs to go. Um, a third one who needs to go, Charlie Austin needs to go. Um, his, his attitude, um, his level of fitness, his general usefulness, um, he needs to go. Um, and and there's, there's a few others as well. Um, you know, I mean, the only the only rumour I've seen about players leaving is is Jordi Plassi. Uh-huh. Um, and if you know, he's a, he's a bit of a lightweight non-entity, really. Um, he, he's he's been hanging around. I saw, I don't know if this is true or not, but I saw someone posted that in wages and transfer fees, he's cost us something like twenty million euros. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, I think we had you know one season out of him when he was injured most of the time. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's, it's uh, that's that's that goes back to the point I was making earlier about you know we want to get things right. We don't want to have our pants pulled down with players who are not suitable for the English game or um, or, or end up costing us too much money. Yeah, but, uh, but I, I think on July the July the first it will start kicking off and the, the market will start moving and uh, some of these players who need to leave uh, will leave. Yeah, yeah, and and the unfortunately the wages we agreed to pay some of these guys have really made it difficult for us to uh, to move them on yes. because they just yes, can't. Very much so. We, we the people other places outside the outside the Premier League, which is where most of these players probably belong. Unfortunately, uh, they just can't afford it. So. Uh, it, it, it is what it is, I guess at this point we got to, we got to, we made our bed, we got to lay in it a little bit, but, um, yeah. um, you mentioned you're, you're enjoying having a little bit of a break. I appreciate you, uh, coming on the show to, I don't know, maybe it's not, maybe this, maybe it still feels like a break. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how people, everybody feels different about coming on, uh, coming on and doing stuff like this. So, well, no, this is, this is cool because it's different to what I normally do. So that's, uh, that's, a, that's absolutely fine. All right. Yeah, I can talk all, I can talk all day. <laughs> that's no problem at all. Um, Will you be, uh, obviously this won't come out till Tuesday and we're talking Sunday, but um, will you be watching the Women's World Cup match England's playing uh, tonight? Yeah, they, it kicks off in about 10 minutes actually. I, I will be watching it. I watched the last World Cup and they did relatively well in that and, and I'll, uh, I'll watch tonight. I've not been particularly impressed with them. Um, they've they won all three games without looking decent. So they're, they're obviously either... You know, keeping the powder dry for the knockout matches, or they're just not very good at the moment. They look like the sort of team that will make the quarterfinal and then and then get beat, much like the men's team normally do. Um, but yeah, I, I hope they do well. It, it's, there's there's no negative side to it really. I, I, I hope they do. I hope they do well, and uh, it will be uh, it will be uh, great for the women's game in this country if they uh, if they did manage to get to a you know semi final or final. But uh, as I say, at the moment, I can't really see it, but uh, I think they'll win today. But uh, I, c- I can't see it challenging, uh, challenging your team, put it that way. Well, I, I was going to say, the, the U.S. women's team won it last time. They didn't look good for a lot of the tournament, and then they just kind of turned it on late, and maybe that happens. But I, I did get a chance to see the women's team, uh, the England women's team, play at St. Mary's when we were over there, and, 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 and they looked okay. Like, the, you're, you're kind of the way you describe it is, is, is correct. There's not... They they can get wins, but they're not they're not impressing people. And I think part of it is they, uh, the coach doesn't really seem to know who the best eleven is. And there's differences over uh, the players feel a certain you know uh, a certain formation fits them better. The coach has one, and it just it, it doesn't quite seem great. But uh, hopefully, I, I think it means a lot to 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 the women and women's football in general. If if in, in England in England, if 
if the women can do well in the in the tournament. So uh, we'll be rooting them on, and um, hopefully, uh, it looks like if the U.S. get through, they'll have France probably in the next round, which will be uh, that'll be difficult. But uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll. Uh, I don't know what'll happen if England and U.S. meet later on. I don't know how I'll feel about it, but uh, actually, I do know how. I'll be I'll be full on full kit USA at that point, but it'll be all right. Oh, fair enough. No, expect expect no difference, but. Uh... Yeah, we'll, we'll see. That's uh, that's a long way off. But, uh, now I'll be watching England a little bit, and uh, hopefully they'll get through to the uh, quarterfinals. Absolutely. Well, Glenn, um, thank you so much for uh, for start for choosing to start the blog, for giving it the name you did, for for being yourself, which I think is in a world where everybody kind of gives us the sanitized version of everything. Um, you know, you do a, a, a wonderful job of of giving it from a the view of a fan who's there and who is. Uh, both knowledgeable and 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 being real and and um, I and I think I speak for a lot of other people who read um, appreciate it. Uh, we find humor in the dark times and uh, and also in the good times. And it's a it's a pleasure to talk to you. It's a pleasure to you know have it's a pleasure to have you on and just to 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 be a part of the the community that that is Saints and uh, you you make a big part of that. And and thank you. Ah, uh, you're welcome. Thank you very much for all your kind words and uh, and support. And that's. Uh... And that's good. And we'll, uh, yes, we will, we will, we'll continue. And no doubt we'll speak again. Absolutely. Absolutely. And people can find you on Twitter at L one minus 10. Uh, and Indeed. the blog is, is league one minus 10 dot blogspot dot co dot UK. And the links are in the show notes. so People can get there. So, uh, Glenn will go enjoy England. Don't let me hold you up. Uh, and I will talk to you soon. Yep. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Well, um, I forgot the question, so we're going to come back for a second. And uh, I don't know how the hell I'm going to work that in. Um, <laughs> shit. Um, okay. So <laughs> one more question I wanted to ask you is okay. uh, we, we put together, I asked, I asked you to put together a League One minus 10 team. And so just to, to finish off the show, um, can, can you run us through the team that it, that it makes your League One minus 10 uh, team over the, over, the, over the time you've been running the blog? Yeah, sure. Um, so 10 years, some of these won't jump out the page of people. Some of them will. So I'm not interested in an argument over this. These are, I've chosen some of these players for sort of personal reasons. Some of them because they're very good players. Some of them because they sort of like came along at important times. Like the goalkeeper. Um, I've chosen Arta Boric as the goalkeeper, because in my opinion, when we got to the Premier League, he was the first goalkeeper that we had that I thought, this guy is actually the correct level. Um, goalkeeper is a hugely important position, um, sets the same for the whole for the whole thing. Um, I loved Arthur Boric. He had a mistake in him, um, and he was a complete lunatic. Uh, <laughs> and it, it's great. I won't, I won't hear a bad word said about him. I thought he was great, and I... I thought he was very unlucky to get bombed out when he did, um, when the club signed Fraser Forster, because I don't think he'd done anything uh, anything wrong. But uh, but he went. Um, honourable mention to Fraser Forster, who, when Koeman was here, um, was great, but uh, it's gone downhill a little bit since then. Mm-hmm. But uh, so Arta Boric in goal, uh, right back uh, is a difficult one. We haven't been blessed um, in in that area with. Uh, a succession of fantastic players. So the best I'd go for is Nathaniel Klein, um, who again stepped up from he was playing in the championship at Crystal Palace and he, he stepped he signed for us and he, he stepped up and played well for a number of years, um, disappearing off to Liverpool, that well trodden path. Uh, left back Brian Bertrand. I find it quite disturbing that he's been linked with moves away. Um, I 
he's still our best left back by a mile and he's been a superb player for four or five years we've had him uh, central defence uh, the best partnership we had was uh, uh, Font and that guy with the silly hair who plays at Liverpool now um, Mr Van Dyke, just a different level um, knew he was too good for us basically within about five minutes of watching him just thought we're not going to hold on to this player for very long he is he is so good um, and I've, I've tried not tried not to be too bitter so uh, I'll uh, I'll go with uh, Van Dyke and Jose Font Jose Font made everybody look good um, who, who played next to him absolutely uh, I, I think that's being appreciated now um, again I'm, over, I'm overlooking the, the sort of dickhead mode he went into when he won the Euros with Portugal he he signed for us. He dropped a division to play for us, and and it was, that was a huge signing at the time, right back at the start. Uh-huh. Um, again, again, you know, you, you build it, you build a successful team from the back, and he was a massive part of that. Um, a, a magnificent player for us, and he could probably still do a job now. Oh, um, yeah, and not to interrupt you there, but I think I think Puel ruined him um, when we went to the Europa League, having gone through all that with him. Um, from from you know dropping down and, and coming all the way up through the leagues and kind of leading the team for Puel not to play him in the Europa League, um, I think that that had to be the final straw maybe for him. Um, yeah, yeah, possibly. I think uh, yeah, as I alluded to, he didn't do himself any favors, but sure. uh, with his uh, you know sort of almost almost uh, demanded a transfer when he uh, as, as soon as he got back to the Euros. But sure. in some ways, I can kind of understand why he did that. He was thirty two. He was probably thinking. I've only got three or four years left. I need to go and play for a big club. Yep. And, and it's, it's kind of worked out for him. But as with all these players in league, it's, it's the way you do it. Yeah. It's the way you do it as much as actually doing it. I mean, no one gives Sadio Mane or Luke Shaw a hard time when they come back. Um, whereas there are, there are others who do get a hard time. And, and there's, there's a very obvious reason for that. So, uh, so uh, but yeah, Fonten van Dijk, um, the, into the midfield. I've gone for two central midfielders. When we had Victor Wanyama and Morgan Schneider in, in the centre of midfield, that was the time when I thought we are so solid. You know, we we had two centre backs who were who were solid. Uh, usually, it was either you know Font and even Lovren. Font and Lovren looked good together when they had Wanyama and Schneider in front of them. Those, those two. They used to they used to boss games, and we've we've always struggled in midfield a little bit. Um, I feel uh, Hoiberg has come through now, and you know he's he's going to be an excellent player as long as he sticks around. Um, but Wanyama and Schneiderlin for me were, were were two players that I you know I thought were excellent for us. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I've gone uh, a sort of four two three one formation. The the next bit was the difficult bit, which is the the, the three um, behind the striker. So. Gone Sadio Mane, who was just an electric player, um, great player for us. Um, had his ups and downs a little bit. Um, he, he seemed to take a holiday at Christmas uh, whilst still being on the pitch. Uh, <laughs> he, used to, <laughs> he used to seem to struggle a bit with that, but uh, he's, uh, he, he made a huge difference for us. Uh, just his, his pace frightened the hell out of teams um, and created space for other players. Um, Next player along, a uh, steady one, Steve Davis. Um, Steve Davis, brilliant player for us for six or seven years. Um, probably stayed a year too long, but but he was excellent. And in that team that Pochettino had, um, 
where where he played in that midfield three. Yeah, just behind the striker, um, he did a great job there. Never scored a lot of goals, but just he was one of those players that enabled everyone else to do their do their thing, um, and he was great. Um, uh, this one will surprise you. I, uh, it's Adam Lalana, uh, <laughs> who was <laughs> who was. Let's face it, he was really really good for us for for a few seasons. Um, a massive massive bell end, thick idiot, thick as mint, but. On the pitch, he, he did the job for, for a number of seasons. Um, so he has to be in there. And up front, it's a straight shootout between Ricky Lambert and Graziano Pella. I, I thought Graziano was a fantastic player, but you, you cannot you cannot look past Ricky Lambert for his for his importance. Um, you know, we paid a million quid for him, which in League One terms was quite a lot of money at the time. But the, the journey he went on culminating with scoring on his England debut and uh, you know, getting in the England squad for the World Cup. That's uh, that's something else. So Ricky Lambert up front. So you've got overall we've got Boric, Klein, Bertrand, Bont, Van Dyke, Wanyama, Schneidlin, Lalana, Davis, Mane, and Ricky Lambert. There you go. I think that's great. I think that team would uh that team in those years probably when we remember them playing their best would definitely uh give give yeah. people some trouble. Um, yeah, there's a there's a there's a few honorable mentions I'd like to make as well. Okay. Toby Alderweireld, brilliant for a season. Dean Hammond, vitally important player in the promotion years for setting the standard. Not the, not the greatest ability-wise, but he was 100% every game. And you could tell that everyone else, you know, sort of tried to uh, tried to keep up with him. Nathan Redmond has got, you know, had a brilliant season last season. I've got a feeling he's just going to get better and better. Jay Rodriguez for, se- for one season was absolutely superb. And then unfortunately got injured. Um, and another left field one, Billy Sharp. Billy Sharp, vitally important for the season that we got promoted out of the championship because he came in in, in January and um, scored about 10 goals. Um, and that was very important for getting us over the line. All right. All right. Well, yeah. Your substitutes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if I, not to, not to throw this at you, but who, who would manage this team? Um, I, I, put a, I put a question on Twitter about, um, and I, I didn't word it terribly well. So I've got a lot of silly responses, but I, who's been the best manager of the last 10 years was kind of what I, what I meant to say. Um, and the, I'll go with the majority here. And they, they kind of went for Pochettino as, as being our... Uh, so I'd, I'd have to say him with Nigel Atkins as assistant, but uh, I'd, I'd, I'd go with Pochettino. Um, and he, he wouldn't have... Um, he wouldn't have a place for some of the some of the great players we've had, like Mayuka and Wami and Paul Watt. And people, like <laughs> people like that. I, was, I started putting together a you know a, a dreadful eleven, but uh, I got about six players in and then got bored with it. So uh, so uh, yeah, so now it'd definitely be uh, definitely be Pochettino as the as the. Uh, I'm not including Ralph in that conversation because he's still there, but uh, and he's yeah. only been here five minutes. So uh, so now I definitely. Uh, Definitely say that over the last ten years, Pochettino has been our, our most impressive manager. Just wish he'd stayed a little bit longer. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Um, well, for real now, I think. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, and sorry to sorry to have to bring you back on. I can't believe I. Uh, I sorry. Um, That's all right. But anyway, Glenn, thanks again, and, and we'll do this. And I'll be. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll do this again. No problem at all. Yeah. 
that does it for this episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you've enjoyed it. Special thanks goes out this week to Glenn Delacour, who writes the League One Minus 10 blog. You can find him on Twitter at L1 Minus 10. You can also get in touch with him at League One Minus 10.blogspot.com or .co.uk, depending on where you are listening. There are links in the show notes to get there. Uh, so get in touch, uh, get reading, and uh, get caught up on some Saints news with a little bit of a twist. And once again, Glenn, congratulations on reaching 10 years of writing through the ups, uh, mostly ups, and a little bit of the downs, and uh, everything else that has happened in the last 10 years. Thank you so much for uh, doing what you do. Um, I personally do appreciate it, and thank you for giving me your time and uh, being willing to answer some of my ridiculous questions while we were here. If you want to follow this show on social media, you can do that. We are at SFCDELL underscore IVERY on both Instagram and Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash SFC delivery. There are all those links and more on the show website at southhamptondelivery.com. One of the things you can do there is subscribe to the show so you don't miss future episodes. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Uh, there are tons of links and other helpful information on the show website. Once again, that's southhamptondelivery.com. If you're already subscribed to the show and you'd like to help out a little bit more, you can leave a review of the show wherever you listen. Uh, that helps spread the word to other people. Uh, it gives them a pretty good idea, uh, unless you're the guy who didn't enjoy it and who left a one-star review. Thank you for your honesty. I'm trying to improve. Hopefully there's enough personality for you right here. Um, special thanks also goes out to all of the members of the Patreon community. Uh, you guys are really keeping this going. Uh, I really do appreciate it. I had to buy new batteries this week. Um, so $30 on batteries. Uh, that should get me through the next couple of months. So thank you guys for that. Uh, you you did that. So uh, the fact that you can hear this right now, because the batteries you bought allow me to do this. If you'd like to join the Patreon community to help support the show, you get access to a private Patreon-only chat. You get priority each and every week for having your questions answered on the show. And patrons at the $5 a month level get an extra podcast per month. Um, special thanks goes out also to the We Are Southampton page on Instagram. Uh, Matt from the page does the logo for the show. Our official partner is the Southampton page on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Jay, who runs the page, has been a huge help. But follow along on the Southampton page for all your Southampton FC news and needs because uh, you won't get it here. It only comes out once a week in the podcast and another time in the newsletter. But Southampton page is doing it each and every day, keeping you up to date on all things happening around the Southampton Football Club. All music for the show comes courtesy of the Free Music Archive at freemusicarchive.org. The intro song is Epic Song by Boxcat Games. And the end of show credits that you're listening to right now is Aim is True by Pottington Bear. That does it for this week. And once again, thank you so much for listening and subscribing uh, and rating and sharing the show. I really do appreciate it. It wouldn't be possible without any of you. And once again, congratulations to Glenn. Uh, we really do appreciate everything that you've given us as readers. Uh, and, and hopefully over the next five or 10 years, you continue to uh, find new ways to call Adam Milana a bunch of things uh, that I truly do appreciate. So uh, I will be back on Friday with another edition of the newsletter. We'll be back next week with another show. But until then, remember that together, we march on. Now I have to clean up the pillow fort. <laughs>